0: Welcome back to episode 24 of the Blockrunner podcast. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, here is where we discuss the latest in crypto. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman. And here are the topics we'll be discussing today. First up, Craig Wright versus Kleinman. Over 1.1 million Bitcoin at stake. Next, the stable coins and their viability in the ecosystem. Next why we like Andrew Yang, and the recession is coming. Then we get into the Amazon rainforest, how society has changed us with technology, and finally, we discuss Decentraland and our latest in game development. Alright, let's listen in. Greetings, I'm in. So how have you been this past week, man?
1: Dude, it feels like, what does it feel like? How can I sum it up? There's not much crypto activity, dude. So I feel like I'm out of the loop big time. I don't know. It's just like it's it's like a, a very short like winterish phase. I well, don't know because there's a lot of shit going on within the last few months, right?
0: Well, yeah, a lot of world shit first of all, but also some crypto, some some crypto updates with uh, Craig Wright. You hear about him? No. Well, he, I guess. I mean, I know he's.
1: Like he failed to like convince yeah. somebody like in the courts, right? Yeah, yeah, was, but
0: it wasn't the Supreme Court, was it? No, it wasn't the Supreme Court. But oh, yeah. he's he failed to convince the courts. Um, but he's still being sued. And Why? I'll, Who? Uh, I I, for, I forget his name. Um,
1: <laughs> let me look it, it up. Is it like a? No, it can't be a class action lawsuit. No, no, no. It's no. Does somebody, what's do you know what they're claiming?
0: Well, I know. Well, Craig
1: Wright's claiming to be Satoshi, but. Who could countersue him? Maybe he said something to somebody else and like defamed somebody, libel or something like that.
0: Well, no, yeah. So he's suing a couple of people for for libel. Yeah, but he's being sued because there's apparently an estate that owns like 1.1 million bitcoins. Uh huh. And something about I want to find this guy's name. Dude, who's
1: in control of that estate? That's a Massive yeah. amount of Bitcoin. That's
0: Satoshi-level Bitcoin yeah, ownership. Right? Who the fuck?
1: This is like the Bilderberg group for cryptocurrency or what? It's like <laughs> some unknown group of people who just own a shit ton of
0: Bitcoin? I need to... I need to who is...
1: You know who else is getting murked by the courts? Uh, remember that guy from who was shilling all the BitConnect stuff back in the day? What was his name?
0: The black dude. Oh, Trayvon James?
1: Uh, it Sounds like it th- could be his name. Dude, yeah, he's getting really he was, he was on YouTube, right? Yeah, he was one of those YouTubers early, back in the day, like in 2017, he was, you know, he was perpetuating the Ponzi, essentially, getting everyone in. Yeah. Into Big Connect. Now he's like, I think he's put out like a statement or something, like, why should he be the one who's getting punished if he didn't create, you know, the network, Big Connect? Yeah. But I don't think that's going to fly. <laughs> I think he's going to get punished regardless, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously those people that were in BitConnect, they didn't really know that it was a Ponzi scheme, even though it was clearly obvious. <laughs> you think so? You think like he, he yeah. Didn't know? If I mean, these these guys are kids, so they're they're not too privy to like what a Ponzi scheme is. And so they saw an opportunity to make money and they took advantage of it, but unfortunately it happened to be a Ponzi scheme. I there guess were,
1: like if you're the persecutor, right, you had to kinda like prove that he was knowingly or like
0: intentionally trying to well i think even even if it was unintentional i mean negligence is still a crime yeah it's true
1: it's just like a lesser crime yeah i mean
0: (laughs) yeah i mean they were committing fraud i mean the whole the whole scheme is a fraud who
1: the fuck made me connect like
0: i don't know nobody knows i think they do know i think the guys are running from the law enforcement
1: Mm, they just chunk deuce, huh yeah not a bad move.
0: Yeah, because in a Ponzi scheme, the guys at the top of the pyramid are the ones who reap most of the benefits.
1: Yeah, but you hear nothing about those guys. Like, I don't even know yeah, their names. I don't I know, know. I know the names of the people who are, like, the personalities. Yeah, the personalities, right.
0: But I don't even know
1: who was in control or who created it. Yeah. Nothing of that.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, apparently it was Kleiman who was suing uh, Craig Wright, and so Kleiman's brother, who passed away, uh, was working with Craig Wright during the early days of Bitcoin. Uh-huh. And so, uh, uh, Kleiman accused Wright of scheming to seize Dave's Bitcoins and his rights to certain intellectual property associated with the Bitcoin technology. So, obviously, there's some evidence to suggest that Craig Wright was involved in the early days of Bitcoin, but I think the community pretty much rests on the fact that if you can't prove that you're Satoshi by signing a transaction or moving X amount of Bitcoin from the Genesis um private keys. Yeah. Then you can't really prove that you're Satoshi. Cryptographic proof is the only thing that the community will accept. Is, it'll accept, yeah.
1: Just because I think it's because of what, because if Vitalik put that out there. You know?
0: Well, it's not only Vitalic, but it's just the general understanding is like you own your Bitcoins if you own the private key.
1: So like does anybody like what's his defense against that? He's ever said anything?
0: Um no, he says a lot about it. He says that, you know, just the private keys does not mean ownership of anything. That's what he's saying. Which Satoshi would never say that. I mean, that's the whole <laughs> point of of Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. It's just one of those things, like everybody's aware of what the private keys are, so in order to satisfy the community, yeah, he has to do it. And if he if he had the potential to do it, he would have done it by now, just to silence all the fucking critics, right? Yeah, it would have put everything to rest, dude. Of course, if he was the
0: real Satoshi, he would just do it. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I guess he's looking for some type of fame, or I don't know, like what what is he? Uh, I don't
0: know. He's saying that Bitcoin is being used for nefarious activities like money laundering and drug cartel, all that stuff, and okay. so he's. Craig is claiming that Bitcoin is being used in the wrong way. And so he wants to take it over and kind of, you know, redirect the ship, which I think there was a bunch of studies on the Bitcoin blockchain that less than 5% of transactions are nefarious activities. Yeah. Just because criminals know that it's a public ledger is, you know, it's, it's a track record of the transaction. So you don't want to, you don't want to be on a public ledger if you're a criminal.
1: Yeah. Isn't that like, so it's, it's, it's not beneficial then yeah. to do criminal. Yeah. Because everything is trackable in a way. Right. Every transaction they can go back in time and look and see where the money came from
0: where it's going. Yeah. So yeah. then
1: why do people use it for money laundering purposes then?
0: It's probably just easier. I mean sending sending a Bitcoin from one planet from one part of the planet to the other planet it's like yeah, it's very simple. So I'm sure that's why they did it. And at the time they probably didn't know of you know all of bitcoins
1: yeah i remember that was like that was like the biggest when i was you know telling people who are not really involved in the space that's the biggest thing i always hear that bitcoin is only used by
0: criminals you know to launder money yeah that's the biggest well it's it's the biggest because it may it makes headline news that's that's why they know about it yeah that's why they know about it so so the lawsuit has to deal with 1.1 million bitcoins which roughly is 8.8 billion dollars Jesus. And this is
1: no small potatoes,
0: dude. That's a lot of money. So, um, Wright argued that Kleinman's claims are without merit and that the plaintiff's lacks any standing to file suit, claiming the attempted shakedown based on thin soup of supposition, speculation, conflicting allegations, hearsay, and innuendos. So, I mean, somebody is suing Craig Wright for access of 1.1 million Bitcoins, which he does not even have the private keys, too. So I'm not sure what is happening here.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, are they claiming that Craig Wright owns those Bitcoins or what? Um, Not really, right? Not not
0: really. I mean,
1: I don't know what, to, yeah, it, what it's, they're suing.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard to make out simply because if Craig Wright was Satoshi, he would have the keys and he can't. Even if he is Satoshi, even if he did do everything, if you don't have access to the keys, what's the point? Like you're gonna have to brute force that thing, which could take centuries.
1: Yeah, man, I'm over this guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he just always shows up somehow. How is his uh, coin doing, the Satoshi Vision or whatever? Well, it's like in the top ten, I think. It's still up there. Yeah, See, that's that's what's more interesting to me than anything is how he's gained like a cult following. Yeah, know? agreed. Like so, he's
0: he's convinced at least a, a portion, pretty,
1: a pretty significant portion of the community is like backing this dude and his. No nope. there it is. Yeah. it's number
0: nine number nine one hundred and thirty two dollars. What's the daily volume looking like two hundred and eighty two thousand
1: that's a million dude oh yeah, a million yeah <laughs> oh, shit that's a pretty it's a yeah, a lot of people trading, buying and selling that man well, I don't know what that says that, to me that that, that speaks volumes
0: on like, i don't know his ability to convince like he's actually making
1: not just him just like anybody's ability strides. to convince. Like large portions of people. It just reflects on the tribalism, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the vision is behind Satoshi Vision. You know, big Bitcoin Cash is already out there. They're, they're trying to speed up the network a bit. Yeah. So I'm guessing Satoshi Vision is going even a step past that. I'm not really yeah, sure.
0: I actually have not looked into Satoshi Vision to see what the difference between <laughs> the original Bitcoin and SV is
1: definitely worth looking at dude yeah it's maintaining that top 10 spot yeah and it just i remember it just like popped out overnight
0: one day that's right crazy but let's let's actually click on it i don't think it's not even it's not even a fork right i don't know that's a good question yeah we gotta look all that up dude well it's on a lot of exchanges (laughs) yeah
1: like bitcoin cash was like a legit bitcoin fork i remember yeah i think this guy just literally just created this uh build their website real quick let's check it out
0: yeah, I don't think I've actually been here. Bitcoin Satoshi. Oh, I like the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So the new logo, the dragon logo, will not be. Will still be used for Bitcoin SV node. Wait, what? Okay,
1: the dragon logo is SV node. Why dragon? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe to like appeal to the Chinese folk. This <laughs> like in mine. Yeah, I guess so. Chinese like the mine, dude.
0: So, Bitcoin SV is the the original Bitcoin, according to this, this site. It restores the original Bitcoin protocol, will keep it stable, and allow it to massively scale. Bitcoin SV will maintain the vision set out by Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper in 2008. He should say,
1: my original white paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if, like, if he claims to be Satoshi. Yeah.
0: So, Bitcoin SV restores the original vision to ignite the future of Bitcoin. Bitcoin, as restored in Bitcoin SV, can replace every payment system in the world with a better user experience, cheaper merchant costs, and safer level of security. And number two, businesses can trust the Bitcoin SV brand to provide the stability and scale they need to commit investment and resources to use the BSV blockchain. Wow. What do you think? I'm convinced.
1: Well, at least we that was like a little mission statement, pretty much. <laughs>
0: How does it work? okay services wallets and exchanges applications this is all stuff so i'm assuming that they have their own white paper yeah which, i guess you
1: got to read their white paper right to understand like what the difference is
0: which technically should be satoshi <laughs> nakamoto's white paper right yeah yeah well let's go to download let's see what what we download here
1: but that's what it is there's like a the bitcoin community is split because half of it i guess are clinging to they don't want, I guess, any little new Bitcoin is not considered the real Bitcoin to the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Like Bitcoin Cash or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> so, like, the OGs of the community, they're creating their second layer to speed up the network. The yeah. Lightning network. Yeah. So, I guess they're upholding, like, the brand name of Bitcoin. Because, I don't know, is there anything really wrong with just creating a whole new blockchain with, like, updates? Like, like what kind of Bitcoin Cash did? Oh, absolutely not. It's a whole new blockchain. With the what larger block sizing or yeah. something like that? Correct. That's the only difference. Yeah. So I'm almost I haven't read the white paper to this one yet, but I'm assuming that it's some kind of upgrade to the blockchain. <sighs> but yeah, it, if you if you do that, you sit, you're setting like a precedent. Like you're just gonna keep doing that over and over and over again.
0: Well, not only that, you can just basically print money. I mean, if you have a big enough following, and in, in, in Craig Wright's situation, he just created a new blockchain. Yeah. With Bitcoin SV, and he just manifested money in a thin air. Yeah. but and yeah, He's convinced people that it's worth something. It's true. And so but who he, knows
1: how many he has, like pre mined or whatever yeah, exactly. in his possession. Exactly. And it's it's like it, it loses all, it, not all credibility, but the reason why Bitcoin has value because what? It's 10 years in existence. Right. These are brand new. Yeah. That's right. You know, That's we right. don't even know like the
0: distribution as far as like the mining pools go or anything. Who Who's mining this thing? And ultimately, Bitcoin, as it is today at $10,070, that is being run by, by an open source development community. Yeah. And so it is whatever the developers decided to be. And so, which I think speaks to kind of the original purpose of the Satoshi's white paper. Yeah. It's to be open source money. Yeah. Right. It's it's not supposed to be exactly what the white paper said, in my opinion. It's more like a guideline. It's like this is what I was thinking, and this is going to be open source, so you guys figure it out. Yeah, I think the store of value case is more powerful. I agree. Honestly, yeah, for the world is more powerful. You don't need you don't need a a payment system. You need a store of value, something that the
1: a digital store of value Yeah. that's
0: never been done before. The world that the world could use it as the world reserve currency, something that's independent from countries.
1: There's a lot of people saying that. I think something. There's government people now that are starting to come out. They don't want to say Bitcoin. They're just saying there's a likelihood of a digital reserve currency in the future. Yeah.
0: I mean. The only one would be Bitcoin.
1: Unless they make like a U.S. dollar tether. You know Yeah, I mean? but like a US if you're
0: Chinese, would you use that?
1: Well, they use the dollar today as a reserve currency. but I, I, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bitcoin, I think.
0: It stands I, the best chance because it's independent.
1: Yeah, I align with the camp that's like Bitcoin is not going to be that peer-to-peer cash system that Satoshi envisioned. I think we've already yeah. speculated on that. It's going to be some type of stable coin. Anybody could have their own stable coin pegged to Bitcoin. Yeah, it seems sure. like that's the trend. We just heard about finance is making their own yeah, stable coin. That's right. There's tons of countries already talking about they're making stable coins
0: pegged to gold yeah. and other assets. That are yep. Facebook. Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. <laughs> Everybody's getting <laughs> in this game. See, I think this might be like the year of the stable coin, and, and eventually everybody will figure out that that's not a that's a lose lose scenario because there's stable coins that are pegged to a Bitcoin or pegged to like something like decentralized that DAI is trying to do. Yeah. That's a lot more efficient than it is to peg to like a fiat currency or gold because you have to have a, a central party kind of manage all that. And so, if you've gotta depend on third parties, I mean again we're we're doing the wrong things again. The management
1: aspect is they're you know it's a basket or pool of fiat currencies, so they actually have to have possession of this, right yeah. essentially, they'd be like a bank, yeah, somebody has to control it, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man, There's just so I keep hearing more and more stable coins popping up like there has to be a reason like yeah, uh,
0: it's weird, it's um, like it's like. This is the, I wouldn't say the equivalent, but it has the same kind of kind of action and momentum that ICOs had in 2017. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you see all these stable coins popping up, but most of them are going to fail. Oh, just yeah. because they don't make sense.
1: Yeah. And it's not something like we could speculate on, right? Because it's not like stable coins are supposed to be stable. Yeah. You're not going up or down in value. Yeah. But, but what's there's interesting... There's a
0: rush to create these things for some reason. The stable coins that have some, like, some functionality, like DAI, you can... You can put DAI in Compound and you can make 12%. But well, that's not really DAI's
1: functionality. That's just, well, that's Compound. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's like that's, a third-party lending platform, right?
0: But think about it. If you create a stablecoin and the community starts using your stablecoin for services like Compound, yeah. well, your stablecoin has a lot stronger staying power than something like a Libra would. Yeah.
1: Well, I think DAI's like biggest thing is because it's truly decentralized. It's right. backed by a decentralized organization. Yeah. A DAO. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome in my opinion. The oh, more yeah. and more I
0: find out about it, it just sounds great to me. Yeah. I agree. You know, it. Oh, and also in Compound, you can, you can do, uh, you can stake, I guess, stake your Ethereum. Just like you can stake DAI to earn interest, you can stake Ethereum and now Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So it's called wrapped BTC, but they gave you like 0.13%. So what do you mean? 0. 013 for interest, so you can That's you can it. you you can stake your Bitcoin and you're still exposed to the volatility of Bitcoin, obviously. Okay. But yeah, 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 you start earning interest on your Bitcoin that you already have, which is kind of cool. I mean, instead of your Bitcoin like gaining nothing, I mean, other than the volatility, you can stake it in compound and earn point thirteen percent. Point thirteen or thirteen percent? No, point thirteen. It's less than it's ten percent of a, <laughs> of, a, of a of an entire percentage. Okay, but if you stake your Ethereum, or don't you get like that,
1: that thirteen or like ten well, to fifteen percent rate?
0: It, it, no, Ethereum was like point two percent. Then what? What's the platform where you can get like that's? Well, die. So you, if you convert your currency into die, then you stake that, and then you get twelve, thirteen percent. The die. Yeah. The stable coin. Okay.
1: So by staking your Ethereum, you're just you're kind of just like adding liquidity
0: to the DAI pool. What you're doing? You're, you're, yeah, you're adding liquidity, but what you're doing is you're earning interest on your Ethereum or Bitcoin. You're still earning interest on those while you're exposed to the volatility of Ethereum and Bitcoin. Mm. Instead of converting your Bitcoin into Dai, putting that into Compound, Compound, because
1: Compound is the
0: lending platform. Yeah, by putting it in Compound, you're, you're
1: giving people access to borrow money, mm-hmm. essentially. So you're, yeah. you're handing out loans to people.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so why wouldn't everybody just do that? Well well, see, but if you think about it, right now Bitcoin has a higher upside, right? It could go to a hundred thousand dollars in two years. Okay.
1: So I guess yeah, by by, by by putting everything into die you're you're missing out on potential exactly.
0: run ups in the price of Bitcoin. Yeah. So But so, then you're exposed to like bear markets and you're exposed to like all this volatility stuff. So it's a risk. But if you're gonna be holding Bitcoin, might as well hold it and earn some interest on it a little bit. Yeah, I wish it was a little more tastier than 0.13%. See if I can even. Yeah,
1: you don't get shit for holding Tethers. In fact, it's like more of like fucking headache, dude. I'm like scared every day. I have Tethers in my yeah yeah fucking portfolio. Yeah, any day I could just get. Oh, what was that? What was what? Oh, total supply compound currently has.
0: Let me see. One million dollars worth of bet uh 37 million dollars worth of dai earning 13% interest 84 million of ethereum earning 0.01% interest that's nothing rep earning 0.02%
1: have you been keeping track of like the growth rate of compounds like uh
0: oh uh, yeah so there's a website called
1: um, cuz i think i remember like last time i looked at this i think i remember only seeing like 9 million dollars in their of like liquidity in compound or something or dai so i'm curious to see how much they've grown uh yeah, defi pulse dot com. Total value locked in defi. So this is the Dude, is going down, huh? Interesting.
0: Yeah, it went. So it went as high as six hundred and let's say seventy million, and now it's at five hundred, no four hundred eighty million. That's a pretty significant little dip. Wonder what what
1: is that attributed to?
0: Well, let's look at this is the past ninety days. Let's look at for the past year and all time. I mean.
1: Okay, so it's about a year old, just about. Yeah. A little over a year. Yeah, that's a nice little growth curve, and then it just took a dip recently over the last
0: couple months. <clears throat> and look at compound number two. So locked in $100 million.
1: What's water? This The first one was water?
0: Oh, shit. You want to talk about compound? Here it is. Yeah. So in USD, $100 million locked. Mm-hmm. And Ethereum, five hundred and twenty nine thousand Ethereum and almost ten thousand in BTC. Okay.
1: That's pretty good. Did you ever check on that lottery?
0: Yeah. Is hey. that growing? Um let me see if we can what's I wonder
1: what the name of that lottery was. Oh man. I just remember the website was like purple or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's I know, all right? I remember. Uh the one. last damn, I wish I remembered. Oh, well, it, it tracks it. It'll tell you what it was like a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah, I just want to get, like, a general idea, like, if these how these DeFi platforms are growing. Because you would think at times like these, like, whenever there's not much market activity with Bitcoin.
0: Here it is, pulled together.
1: Pulled together? Yeah. Yeah, you would think things like this would be blowing up right now when there's, like, when Bitcoin's just trading sideways for months. Maybe not enough people know about these things, though. That could be it.
0: So, there's another one launching in six days. What? Another lottery? Yeah. Okay. So, let me go to... Big here, sure. three
1: thousand die. Uh, I think that's gain. I think last time we checked it, it was like eight hundred bucks or something like that. Eight hundred die. I'm trying to get that off the screen. Yeah, how do
0: I don't get this off the screen? I don't know. Uh, let's go to pools. So the goes. last winner was two hundred forty-seven dollars. So it went down from its previous one. Two
1: hundred forty-seven die. Yeah, it did go down. But
0: right now it's sitting at like three thousand. No. That's
1: what it says. I don't, on the right. I
0: don't know what this is. So pool number nine. So there's three thousand, almost four thousand die in the pool. Oh, you're gonna okay. or You're gonna win the interest on that in about two weeks. It Says total prize. I can't even. I can't even go back.
1: <laughs> this is a this, weird website. The website it was way more. It worked way better like last yeah, time. Yeah, it was here. more intuitive. I don't think it's changed much, has it? It's the no loss lottery. Well. At least there's that we can see. Okay, so it went down a little bit. That's not cool. I was
0: expecting it to go up. Yeah, the thing is, I mean, this is like you. So you buy tickets. Yeah. With like, let's say, cost twenty dollars worth of die. Yeah. And so you buy a ticket to potentially win the pot. The the interest of what ten thousand dollars worth in compound.
1: Or, but it's a collection of all the entries essentially for that pool. Exactly. Yeah. So, let's say a thousand people put in twenty bucks each two hundred thousand, yeah, that is in compound, right? This is linked to compound pulled together, yeah, so this like, is linked to the compound that's that's where they get the uh, the interest pool from correct in compound, okay, well, I guess this means like less people are doing this, I guess like the initial rush is probably from people finding out about it
0: mm-hmm, so yeah, this is what I mean, going back to uh compound wrapped b t c uh-huh so if you stake your Bitcoin, they'll give you point twelve percent, and so there's forty three thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin right now.
1: Early days, Willis. Yeah, yeah. These are some early days. And then,
0: I, and then you can see Dai at almost twelve percent there, which is they have twenty eight million in it.
1: Okay, yeah, twenty eight million. I think last time we checked this, it was only like nine million. Yeah. That's what I remember in my head. Yeah. So yeah, that's growing. The pool of Dai is growing for sure.
0: And people are taking out loans at sixteen percent. The 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 beauty here is that you don't have to go through any like tests and filters. Yeah, you don't right? have to do it, the whole qualification process. Right. And there's a total supply of $160 million. I mean, this is this is growing. In total borrow 46 million. See, this is a healthy loan borrowing system. Yeah. Right. There's only a maximum of $160 million that you could borrow and there's 46 million currently being borrowed
1: so there's like a nice little reserve pool yeah just in case something happens
0: and and maybe and maybe that um you'll never exceed maybe 50% of this so uh-huh. the maximum you can borrow is like 80 million
1: mm yeah I mean, that's how creditors like to keep like if if you have a credit limit they they want you to like only spend 30% of it or something like that yeah which i never do yeah <laughs> i right. max the fuck out of every card i ever had <laughs>
0: But look at this. Like, there's only ten, roughly 10,000 suppliers and 1,300 borrowers. I mean, that's like, that's, this is, nobody knows about this. 10,000? Yeah. For $160 million? Jesus Christ. That means I'm one of the 10,000 supplying money into Compound.
1: Let's do some math on that. 160 million
0: divided by 10,000. I just want to see, like, the average uh, staker,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Divided by 10K... Sixteen grand is like the average. That's fucking crazy,
0: man. That's, I mean, that's a reasonable amount of money to be, you know, earning interest on. But now do sixteen thousand times twelve percent, point twelve, and then you'll see what they earn on a yearly basis
1: times point yeah. one two. Yeah, a thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars. And then divide that by twelve months, and that's how much they earn per month. One hundred sixty bucks a month.
0: The average—that's enough to pay like a phone bill for free.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you're staking sixteen grand, which apparently is the average here, dude, that's that's pretty yeah. goddamn impressive. Yeah, these fucking crypto people are rich, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> the, the average sixteen grand to stake on this—it's yeah. intense. I most, mean, most it's, people don't
0: even have that in their like normal bank account, right? Yeah, no, that's true, but. If if you're gonna have sixteen thousand dollars, it's better to have it in compound than it is in your bank account. No, I hundred percent agree with that, dude. Like, if I had money to put it in this bitch,
1: I would totally do that. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, like I said, we should totally tweet at Andrew Luck, and be like, dude, you need to put your your retirement nest egg into this compound thing. Oh yeah, man, you know freaking Andrew
0: Luck retired, right?
1: Yeah, dude. If you're an NFL fan, that's a big that's a big uh, that's shocker. a shock. Yeah. I heard about it last night. It was crazy.
0: He was supposed to be the second coming of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, and he just he just quit. Yeah, because of injuries. But
1: well, he said like mental fatigue, I guess, stemming from like years of injuries. I
0: think it's. I mean, it's not. Well, think about it. You get injured. It takes roughly six months to get back. And then after those six months of like training, you get back in it. You get injured again. It's like
1: yeah, that would piss you off. right? Yeah, it's. You can't ever deflating. Yeah. He has a lot of promise, and he's obviously super talented. But I think it's a smart move. You know, a lot of people in the NFL, like, are getting, like, really fucked up, like, long-term-wise. Like, concussions and stuff, all the repercussions that come from that. And obviously, he's injury-prone, so I don't know. He doesn't have the best offensive line either, so he gets hit a lot. That's true. (laughs) So while he's still young and still healthy, and he's got more money than I think he knows what to do with, he's a smart guy. He's a Stanford graduate. You know, he's, he's going to be Oh, fine. he graduated? I think so, yeah. He has a degree. Oh, okay.
0: He's a smart dude. He'll figure it out,
1: you know. He's, we
0: should get him on the podcast so we can explain some crypto stuff to him.
1: Yeah, see, I wish there were people like that, like
0: super notable people, you know, about crypto. Who don't know. They don't have to know. We can we can show them.
1: I guess. But it'd be nice if they knew. You know, like like mm. right now, Andrew Yang is out there pitching a lot. Oh yeah, there's our
0: our math hat right there. Oh yeah, there. I didn't even freaking say it. dude. we I finally got my math hat For Make my, America Think Harder. You like that? Dude, you like his little slogan? It's good, man. It is good. I like it. Dude, we got to we got to really show up on on this race. I I'm not a big proponent of the political system. I've never really engaged into the system myself just because I didn't I didn't really believe in it. Just cuz you you it, you think, like, you're just one vote, right? Like, how much no, influence no, can no, I have? No, it's bigger than that. I think that the whole scheme of it, it's not helpful. What, what, the uh, electoral process? Well, voting for people... Like representatives? Well, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, the actual candidates mm-hmm. who know nothing about actually solving problems, Yeah, voting for them in power, to me, doesn't make any sense.
1: So then how would you come to... Change so, things. So what I would do. Okay, yeah. Let's go, let's break it down.
0: If I were to design a system, it would be a system of problem solvers who using are in power. Like, this is like using current technology or what? Well, no. Is I'm it? talking about just ideologies. Like, don't, not necessarily vote for the guy who can speak the best and can, you know, have like this charisma of think
1: Well, you got to think, think about who the average voter is, though. You know what I mean? Well, I know. So they have to appeal to the masses. So they kind of got to like
0: dumb down themselves in a way. You know? Yeah, but people like like uh, Trump. Yeah, he he was just example. saying he was just saying the, the the population has a job problem. So his his standpoint, his platform is I'm gonna create more jobs. So therefore everybody votes for him. Right? I don't but,
1: think that's how people voted for
0: him though. Well, a lot of the people like Andrew Yang says that you know, you had Iowa vote for him because jobs were being taken away by you know, by immigrants. Right. Yeah. And so it's true. So basically Trump was not truthful with the actual facts. Mm -hmm. Versus you have someone like Andrew Yang who is truthful with the facts and saying it wasn't immigrants taking jobs, it's really automation. Yeah. And so to me, when someone speaks intelligently about the actual things that are happening, that's what encourages me to participate. Versus people just saying, I'm gonna return I'm gonna, you know, create new jobs and I'm gonna restore the economy and I'm gonna do all these things without really addressing any of the problems.
1: Yeah, that's that's the I think that's the way things have been for like the last twenty, thirty years. Yeah, you know that's why people voted for Trump because he's like the first one to kind of like not be in that political realm where like their career is literally just yeah convincing the public to vote for them. The only thing that matters to them is the yeah they're getting reelected or you know. So
0: I saw another interview with Andrew Yang where he was talking about how. Candidates that get really supported by companies and, you know, they, they end up raising millions of dollars from one company. And so the candidate is encouraged to enact policies that help that company grow further, right? And so what Andrew Yang was proposing was we give everybody $100 of democracy dollars to, to everyone per year where, where we decide to put in that $100 into some, some candidate that's more aligned with the people. And so if you convince 10,000 people at $100, you're making, you know, $10 million. And so versus a candidate who is supporting the NRA, for example, who gets 2 or $3 million to say, you know, support gun, gun laws, right? Yeah. Then where you have a mass population of saying, hey, let's, let's have a little mo- bit more common sense gun control. And here's $10 million to support that ideology.
1: Yeah, where's he gonna get all the money though? Just to keep giving people. Like, well, I mean, it's basically it's like. A, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Basically, it's like each person has like a hundred dollar weight
0: to their to their vote. Pretty much. Yeah.
1: But it, it's it's subsidized by the government.
0: Yeah. So the government takes all these taxes from everybody, and they end up wasting those taxes anyways. So instead of wasting a good portion of those taxes on what they're wasting it on. Just give that money back to the people, have them decide, you know, $100 worth of democracy dollars and $1,000 a month to do whatever you want with.
1: But it never ends up going that way. It's always like, <clears throat> we'll introduce some new type of government plan, which increases spending. But mm-hmm. it, It's never like we end up cutting spending from somewhere else. It just keeps on piling on top of each other. Well, that's because that's in, the system,
0: in the system, you can do that because there's an infinite amount of dollars. For now, yeah. For now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: they just keep on running up this debt, right? That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it's kind of scary, like and not scary, but it's it's going to be a hard sell for especially a lot of people on, on the who are like fiscally conservative side who want to cut spending. Yeah,
0: like all these things Andrew Yang's proposing. So he's is, he is planning on cutting spending, but it's but oh, where? That's the thing. So there's a lot of places. I,
1: But this is this is like more shit. Like every politician, every time there's a new election, they say the same thing too. Yeah, they do. You know, it's like we're gonna cut spending. Like where, you know, they give like little chunks here and there, but they end up spending more in the long run than what they're cutting. Right, right. Just piling onto the problem.
0: You know. Yeah, and the problem. I mean, it's not just U.S. problem, right? It's the whole world is 250 trillion dollars in debt. Like, there's not enough money to pay for all that. No. And so it's the s- the system is the problem.
1: Yeah, I think there's like a lot more awareness nowadays. I've obviously because of the internet, like every like I I've, there's so many people like calling for recession. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, like I see it everywhere. There's like all kinds of
0: Twitter influencers like you know. Oh. It's like it's like that Margin Call movie I watch, right? That oh, you, you watch Margin me? Call?
1: Yeah. Or yeah.
0: Okay. Well, was it Margin Call? What was the, the name of the other one? Big Short. Big Short. You watched that one? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, the guy was calling you know, the the housing market crashed two years before it actually did. Yeah. And so he was on the brink of, like, getting fired and, like, all that stuff. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so...
1: But those I, were different times, I feel like. I mean, the internet existed back then, but I don't think there was as much, like, I mean, social
0: media didn't exist. There was as much prediction of, like, a downturn? Or, like,
1: yeah, like, widespread... Uh, consensus
0: was, of a downturn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, it's like everyone's talking about it, everyone's anticipating it
0: well it's almost it has to happen right we just don't know we can't predict when it happens no but we know that it's going to happen because it's happened you know decade after decade so it's like we got to make the decisions now as to what to do with our finances whether put into gold or whatever whatever it is so that it's you only
1: have a couple choices right gold or bitcoin yeah silver (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much it yeah uh I uh, real yeah. estate no not uh,
0: that. real estate is good only but the only problem with it is that it, it locks up your funds for a long time mm-hmm. sort of like what we've experienced with the land like you could try to sell your land but it's it might take a while it might take months i have no idea hopefully i don't have to think about that anytime soon oh uh, yeah we're not sure. gonna sell any
1: of our land but Yes, it would be nice to see. Like, if, if like land valuations have gone up. I, when did I purchase that land? Like three months ago. Yeah. Two months ago, I saw like a Twitter post of some dude. He said like, "Oh, I just bought this parcel of land two months ago, and it's already doubled in value." Yeah. Or, like he sold it for double of what he bought it for, but it's, it's it's like a it's still a wash because the value of mana is like half of what it was two months ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no, absolutely. Like, he didn't make any money.
0: Oh, and, you know, what's funny, speaking of land, what are uh-huh. your thoughts on, on this shit, dude? Is, oh, shit. The Amazon rainforest has lost, what, almost 30% of its its mass? What is that? Like, the reds, like, fires? Yeah. Good Lord. So there's been 72,000 fires in the Amazon rainforest?
1: Yeah, this is like a... And, and I've seen a lot of people talking about this.
0: Not only that, Trump, I think, is encouraging... Like this, this sort of like not doing anything, because he doesn't believe in climate change, right? So he thinks this is not not doing. Wasn't any, this caused anything by like people though?
1: Like a lot of farmers yeah. are like they're they're burning down these forests to make space for their. And it's because I to think to raise agriculture or not like cattle and stuff. They
0: need more food. Yeah, <laughs> and the president of Brazil has like is aligned with creating more. Um, more fires to create more like usable space. more usable space, yeah. that's the
1: thing you know us first Worlders are over here like bitching and moaning about this stuff for valid reason, yeah, you know we're hurting a planet, but dude we've already like wiped out our own lands, <laughs> like everywhere else has done this in the past, yeah, you know we 're all sitting here cozy and comfy like behind our computer screens, like freaking out about this, but these these guys they got some catching up to do you know yeah. they they from an like an economic perspective, it's, it's going to
0: be good for them in the long run. But, yeah, you know, f-
1: for the rest of us, like tree huggers and shit, like we hate <laughs> to see stuff like this, right?
0: Yeah, and not only that, it's because there's this thing called dieback. So with, with enough of the rainforest burning, it it starts to um, create a scenario of rising temperatures, and meaning that they absorb less carbon and become more flammable. And yeah. so the ability to extract CO2 from the air from these plants, these plants won't be extracting that CO2 and creating a a, a compounding effect on global warming.
1: So it's, it's going to increase the CO2 in our atmosphere, essentially. Correct. It's going to intensify the
0: greenhouse effect. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's bad. <laughs> but again, this is this is Brazil's land, man. That's where we fucked up. It's like we're all, like, put the... Responsibility on Brazil's shoulders yeah. to like maintain their you know ecosystem,
0: and so they've deployed, or at least they are planning on deploying forty two thousand troops to fight the fires. Troops. These really? aren't these aren't exactly like uh, firefighters. No, you know? of course
1: not. <laughs> How the fuck are they going to fight a fire, dude? Well,
0: I think with their uh, military resources, they can I figure it out. But you know, this is this is definitely a bad thing, and I think maybe those farmers probably they. They commonly burn the rainforest for the, to create their uh, harvests. But
1: this is a case of like it got out of control or something?
0: I think it did get out of control. Yeah. But the, it got out of control because the environment sort of encouraged it to get out of control.
1: Maybe it's like it's not raining as much as it used to. Yeah.
0: And it's hotter than it normally is. It's more dry. Yeah. Because of the heat. Yeah.
1: Well, there's definitely evidence of wildfires, like in, like in California or the West Coast. There's mm-hmm. like wildfires all over the fucking time, yeah, all over the place. So that's a well. But what were you saying about Trump? He's just kind of like blowing this off or something.
0: Yeah, since he doesn't believe in climate change, like he yeah. Thinks, see, I hate that. Yeah, he he doesn't he doesn't think that we should even be worried about this.
1: I think in that case, like a lot of um the people on the right, obviously they get a lot of backing from like institutional oil money and stuff like that. So, you know, part of his whole platform running was talking about like increasing the amount of jobs for like coal and oil industry and stuff. So yeah, if they, if they buy into the whole global warming thing, you know, they have to make some other changes. (laughs) Yeah. And the only way to fight this is to get rid of all those industries. We can't
0: man. And and economic. Yeah. Think about it. The, the plastics that we create, is also destroying the planet, right? Uh, The fossil fuels that we're burning, that we've been burning for the last 100 years, have been contributing to the the destruction of the planet. Yeah. And all of these stem back to the idea of making it profitable to create these products that use oil, that use plastics. Mm -hmm. And so we have to find an alternative while still maintaining profitability. Exactly. And which is a very difficult thing. That's the hard part. And so that's why I like Andrew Yang's kind of ideology is like, let's continue to innovate. Let's obviously protect the planet, right, in doing so. But let's continue to innovate and innovate as much as possible. Create the AI, create the 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 robots that are going to be driving everybody all over the planet. Let's create those. Didn't but,
1: he already say, though, like it's too late, like global warming? Like, did not really do anything? No, no, it's, it's
0: not too late. It's not too late. We're, we're getting closer to the point where it will be too late, maybe in like 2030.
1: Yeah, but like for this transition to happen from fossil fuel to renewable sources, it's
0: well, it's already happening. It's happening very slowly. Very though. slowly. Yeah. Like but, not, but nonetheless, we still have companies like GM and Ford, and they're all committing to it's creating tr- it's tr- electric vehicles. vehicles. It's true. Have you seen uh
1: Ford's new F one fifty line of? Oh yeah, trucks? yeah, yeah. So it's I saw crazy. the. Co-
0: I think it was a commercial where yeah. they had a Ford truck pull an entire train, like I
1: uh, like twenty train cars. Yeah, so was like it's like a big holy shit. Train.
0: All on electric, you know. So I'm not a big truck fan. How yeah. does that is that like an attractive thing that you can pull <laughs> that <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna be looking around trains. That's but, what I'm saying. Like but uh how much how much pulling power do you actually need in your truck? I mean
1: I have an R V, so but any not any truck. Yeah that it is attractive. Your towing capacity for sure yeah. like if it's a regular F one fifty I don't think, like, a regular F-150 could haul... I have a 32-foot RV. I don't think it's capable of hauling that thing around. But maybe with this... New Your Ford truck it can't haul the, that thing around. I have an F-250, so it's a diesel pickup truck with more yeah. power and better suspension and all that. So, it can haul around the Oh, I see. Okay. RV. So, But this is, like, the F-150, like, the biggest consumer-selling sure, pickup sure. truck. So, yeah, that's a nice little perk, you know? And all the other benefits of having an electric truck oh, for I mean, sure. it's still a truck like it's going to look like a truck but what you're saving on gas dude no more oil maintenance and dude, all that
0: stuff it's the smartest way to go the only yeah. thing is, i i forget how much it costs but it's more expensive than an F150 like a regular one yeah yeah
1: but, but wait, i i mean, the, the signs are all there if they, they wouldn't be doing this if they didn't think like this wasn't the future like path
0: yeah, it's surprising that it's it should have been happening right early in, like, the 70s with the first vehicle coming out, the EV1. <laughs> Is that when the first one came yeah, out? Yeah. Who made that? Um, I think it was General Motors. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They made the EV1, and they also killed it. And I don't know if there's, like, conspiracy theory or anything, but they killed it because, like, patents were owned by the oil companies, and they were paid off and all this shit. So,
1: hey, man, I believe it. Like it's, it's possible I, I believe the power in like the elites and the, the super wealthy well, I, especially after like that Jeffrey Epstein guy got like wrecked, yeah he got sure. like murder suicided or something by whoever's in control of things, yeah you know what I mean the elites it,
0: it's possible because there's incentives to do so yeah. and and the and the the act of doing it probably doesn't take more than a couple people deciding to do it then yeah it's 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 a possible scenario. Yeah, but when it requires like thousands of people to cooperate into the scheme, that's when I start hesitating on this conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking about the EV thing or the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Well, everything like even, all conspiracies. And, yeah, nine eleven. Right, they, they yeah. had a conspiracy theory on nine eleven. Right, but thousands of people participating like that seems sketchy. And staying quiet about it. Yeah, and, and yeah. staying quiet is like, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible, but is it probable? Probably not. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. Obviously, the rainforest, that's a big deal. This is something that we've never really experienced before. No. Nope. And not only that, this thing has been burning for the, like the last three weeks. And I we're barely like hearing always, about it like the last couple of days. Well, because it started trending on Twitter,
1: right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all of a sudden, like everyone starts making videos about it. It's the talk of the town. But like I say, man, it's, what are we going to do about it? That's that's true. Or you just sit here and like really cry about it and like, man, we're, we fucking suck. <laughs> it's like, look yeah, what we're man. doing. But again, man, we already did this to our lands. Is it is it the end of days, Iron Man? <laughs> is this part of it? <laughs> I don't know. You know me, dude. I'm always fucking... Prepared. I am prepared. <laughs> I, dude, I keep trying to convince my parents to, like, buy land. Oh, really? Like, like, like dude, I don't want to be around all these people, like, when shit hits the fan. Yeah. Imagine if, like sh- like, some crazy shit goes down and you're here, like, in
0: downtown... Metropolis, yeah, it's like Hong Kong, man. There's like two million people on those streets. Yeah,
1: what the fuck, man? You probably can't even like go to work or no, anything. you can't, you can't. Yeah, it's like how do you survive in that type of scenario? Yeah, you get the fuck
0: out. Yeah, you know? I like. See, the- that's again. I, I keep going back to Andrew Yang, but imagine if all those people, everybody in the country, were making a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, like that fear, that riot mentality of. Not having enough food, not having enough resources to pay, like that gets mitigated, mm-hmm. right? There's not going to be a whole lot of riots because people are starving to death because everybody, you know, the robots took everybody's job.
1: You think there's going to be like mass rioting for that?
0: Well, yeah. If people if don't causes, have, if yeah. people don't have money, or uh, so people want jobs so they can get their basic needs met. That's why they want jobs. Yeah. But if they get their basic needs met, they'll start figuring out ways to like spend their times spend their time you know doing whatever they want to do mm-hmm. whether it's paint make music whatever it is mm-hmm. you know start a podcast it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but at least you don't have people starving to death out on the streets oh yeah which could cause panic chaos you know you know all these things and that's why i think that thousand dollars a month that is that is well let's think built about upon this technology
1: oh yeah. no, for sure but and the, and the most likely scenarios, as much as we like to endorse Yang, Dude, most likely he's not going to get elected. But well, like, let's be
0: real. Okay, the probability is that he won't get elected. But yeah, that is why you know, so, well, people uh, like me who don't participate in the system, uh, well, I'm encouraged to to vote now.
1: No, like I, his grassroots movement is definitely increasing. Like he It's growing. He crushed it in the last um, uh, debate. Debate. Stage. Yeah. You know, he really did. He, he but I still don't think. Like, he's going to convince middle America to, like, vote for him. I don't know. I don't know, know
0: dude. I think, I think they were comparing Trump and Andrew Yang's position and, and uh, their uh, polling at, around this time in last election, and they're polling exactly the same, Trump and Andrew Yang.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's one thing I, I, I noticed, too. Like, when Trump first, you know, started his campaign, he, he was polling, yeah, like, one, two percent. One, of, yeah. Something like that at the very beginning of the race, and, and nobody thought slowly, nobody yeah. thought he was gonna win. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a Everyone joke. thought it was like just memes, but yeah. she fucking pulled it off, man. And so, yeah, I agree. Andrew Yang, he has the potential, but I'm just saying like the probability is low. So, what's gonna happen if he doesn't shit get man an off because this, this shit's gonna happen, this yeah. whole automation. Yeah, you know. So
0: most likely, no other politician's gonna. Do anything to prepare for it. So if we extrapolate the idea of automation, AI is going to take jobs from accountants, uh, call centers, retail, retail, legal. They're already making McDonald's without like any employees. Yeah, it's just all automated. Even Ethan from H three, they were talking about how they went to like uh, a Dairy Queen, yeah, and there was only people like in the in the kitchen, and then all you do is you order food from like a little panel, and that's it. Yeah, and and they they. They appreciated that. they rather not interact with human beings. <laughs> you know, it's better from the consumer perspective. Yeah, it all is. This, this,
1: all this automation stuff. Like, my parents, I just, just, like, they experienced Uber for, like, the first time in their life. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, recently. And they told me, like, how the driver never said a word. Because he only spoke Spanish, and then, like, towards the end of the drive, my dad's like, ¿Hablas Español? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he, like, comes alive, and he just starts speaking like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was like, imagine, okay, so you, like, this dude didn't say a word, just, like, picked you up and drove you home. That's about Now, imagine removing him. It's like you have the same exact the same, experience, that's you right. know. You and
0: just, it's probably safer, too. Yeah. No, uh,
1: it will be safer, yeah. <laughs> for sure. You know? You, you, yeah, man. Uber's, like, a kind of a crazy concept where we're just trusting yeah, anybody. it is a it is a crazy concept. Yeah, you before you would never just hop in the car like yeah. hitchhiking used to be like a super taboo thing to do, like yeah. really, uh, like dangerous. It looked like uh, it was like frowned upon in society. Like, dude, you can't go hitchhike. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get fucking raped or murdered or something like that. And, and now you know?
0: we got a bunch of hitchhikers
1: <laughs> using an app nonstop. Man. Yeah, nonstop. It's like a reliable source of transportation now.
0: Yeah. So, and not only that. So think about Uber. Do you think they care about their drivers? Oh, I know they don't. All oh, right. I think like uh And if they can replace those drivers with drivers that can operate 24 hours 24/7, yeah. and not pay them a salary or it's not even a salary, it's a contracting gig. Mm-hmm.
1: No, like I think like Uber's like not a profitable company even though they make so much money because they spend so much on this R&D. Yeah. Because that's their goal. Their goal is to get rid of these drivers because they that's know right. they're going to make more money. That's right. So I mean, it's coming. It's gonna happen. So and then I'll, I'll, we have
0: we have Tesla that's gonna be competing yeah, with Uber,
1: and I'm sure Google's gonna do something. They've been oh for sure. They've yeah, been working on it for like the, the last longest
0: twenty years. It feels like.
1: <laughs> what are they gonna do? Just like create the software or something? I don't know. Or make their own cars? I don't think they can make their own cars. I don't
0: know. I'm I'm sure they're building hardware that they can sell to like GM and Ford and all that mm-hmm. to enable automated driving. Yeah. Um. But we'll see where that takes them. But, yeah, it will be software. But,
1: essentially, like, the biggest t- companies in the world are working on this, mm-hmm. you know. So, it's it's inevitable. Yeah.
0: And Yang is the first one to, like, bring this issue to the forefront because it's... And bring it's, a solution, too. I mean, it's not really a solution, but it's like a, a middle ground between, you know, moving those people away from their jobs and then not having them starve to death or create riots and create havoc in society. Yeah. So... I mean, what other solution do we have besides a uh, universal basic income? Uh the ex-
1: well, that gets the conversation started for sure cuz that question you just asked is like See, that's yeah. what they should be talking about, exactly. on these stages. That I, that's what I'm that's why I support him. I want him on the stage like in the finals. I want that showdown. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean?
0: So he is going to the so he's coming to Houston by the way. Wait. There's, there's going to be a rally in Houston with Andrew Yang. I think we should go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should go. We we'll should we'll re- bring we'll bring the camera with us. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. We should record some shit. Yeah, and then make a video. I don't know. Maybe we can get like, what should we? What should we do? Well, we should we should probably find Andrew Yang and ask him about crypto stuff. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he, I don't know, he he said some stuff about decentralized governance. Even mm-hmm. like he's he's starting to endorse like some serious deep blockchain theories. Yeah, so like you know applications of blockchain that haven't been used yet. He wants to. He says if if he gets elected. You know, for his reelection process, he's gonna do away with the whole oh, that's true. voting infrastructure. That's he true. wants it on blockchain. That's true. Yeah.
0: So he's gonna be he's gonna enable voting on your phone if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, and of course, if you still want to show up in person and do all that, then you know that's still yeah available. I think
1: but. they would use that as like a backup case to kind of like make sure that you know the blockchain case. I guess would be like the anti fraud prevention correct. Of the whole... Because everyone, especially Democrats, they're claiming fraud, fraud, fraud fraud because Trump got elected. Right. You know, if everything's on the blockchain, there's no more fraud. Yep. You know, everything's accounted for.
0: That's right. So, the fact that he's bringing this up is, in my mind, huge. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I like this guy a lot because he's he's appealing to the the millennial generation, which is, you know, responsible for taking over this planet, right? Yeah. And so, we got to do something about this. We can't have, like, you know... 10% Ten percent of the earth burning, you know
1: that's that doesn't
0: make any sense.
1: But that's 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 a tough issue, man. Like, this that case, is a tough issue. Yeah,
0: but I think if you're the United States, you're the leading country in terms of like global power. Mm-hmm. You gotta step in and do something.
1: What would you expect? Like
0: uh, resources, military force, money? money. Not not mu- just money. More like equipment. You know, send some. You know, some some equipment over there to help, whatever it is, whatever is needed, that's what you would do.
1: Yeah. Like, what are some past scenarios where like America got involved in situations like that? That I could I can I, let me think. Well, I was gonna say Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico is part of the United States. So yeah. That's not a good example. Technically,
0: the fifty first state. <laughs> yeah.
1: But like other, I guess like like in like Somalia and stuff like that. Yeah. Whenever there, there was like- a
0: tsunami. In uh Indonesia, mm-hmm. uh the United States helped there. Same thing in Mexico and the earthquake that happened in Mexico City. Yeah, you, the United States was there.
1: Uh, yeah, and like like you know like hunger crisis in Africa. I think yeah, and this and
0: that. The, so like when an earthquake or a tsunami happens, it's very isolated. Yeah, right. But when you're talking about burning twenty percent of the Amazon rainforest, which is considered the lungs of Earth, yeah, that affects the entire planet. Yeah. So I, I would think the United States would want to do something, but not with our current leader, who thinks well, there's no such thing.
1: That's fucking crazy, dude. This like rapidly speeds up climate change.
0: Yeah, this thing called dieback. Yeah, no, no, that, thank you, that's <laughs> that increase that accelerates the uh, the climate change. Yeah,
1: well, of, just looking at that map, that's a large portion of. The world on fire, dude. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's fucking huge. Yeah. That's
1: like if, like, a few nuclear bombs went off, you know? <laughs> all, all that space it covered. Yeah. It's like Chernobyl. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is, like, a big disaster. That sucks. <laughs> but, fuck.
0: So, yeah, I mean, what ultimately, we... if if it's not universal basic income, what's the solution? Like, yeah. what are you going to do with all these people that, that have their jobs displaced by robots?
1: Well, like... Some... And, and the well,
0: thing is, is, like... The time length of having a human drive people to having most cars be driverless is so long. We're talking about a span of twenty years. That talking about it like today, where most people, where humans are generally driving cars, it's hard to see that we're gonna be in a world where almost nobody is driving cars. It is, and then and then anticipating that today, like it's hard for people to grasp. It's
1: hard to visualize. Yeah, just like it's. It- like fifteen years ago, it'd be hard to visualize. Like everyone's got like oh. a screener in their fucking pocket, a
0: freaking supercomputer in their pocket.
1: That's yeah. Like you can't predict these things, man. They just kind of happen and show up. Well, mean, if you're like deeply embedded in the industry itself, of course you can see these things happening. But true,
0: no, true. Because you kind of like you're witnessing yeah. it. It's in like action. Apple was working on the first iPhone, right? They knew that this. Well, they didn't really know that it was going to be that popular, like, but like they knew screen, that this might have yeah. some value.
1: Like to, I'm pretty sure they didn't—they didn't invent like touchscreen technology, nah. did they? It was nah. around in the past. They didn't invent like you know Chip. compacting
0: chips yeah. or anything like that. They just nah. put it
1: all together in one nice little neat package. Yep, that's Agreed. what
0: they do. So, and they're really good at it. I mean, that's that's one of the trillion-dollar companies, along with Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think Apple was the first trillion-dollar company. Yeah, like
1: run. who would have envisioned, dude? I'm fucking addicted to, like, these, like, DoorDash and shit like that. Oh, yeah? Remember last time I was here? Like, we get ordered, oh, yeah. like, fajitas <laughs> and, like, had a fucking fajita party. Dude, ever since then, man, I've been just, like, grubbing out of control, dude. <laughs> it's too easy, man. It I is. Mean, it's, it, this is another, this could be another problem for our, like, so- society, like, not like that. Not only that,
0: not only, like, grubbing food, but, like, ordering your groceries and getting it delivered to your house, it's being delivered by an automated car, what, the groceries? Groceries, yeah. Have you done it? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I, the only reason why I haven't done it is because I like to pick out my groceries. Like, yeah. when you get, like, like avocados actually, yeah, and yeah, feel exactly. like, like, you want to get the right ones. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you don't want to get, like, some, you know. Some dumpster tier. Yeah, exactly. But uh, why do you think that one's a problem? I think. No, What? <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's a problem, but it's going to be one of those things where, like, it it is better just to order food and get it delivered to your house than it is to go out and Everything,
1: it, like it, Amazon's changing everything. Like our consumer behavior
0: is what I'm yeah. saying. Like you know what I what I think about often is the ba- the boxes that Amazon uses. Like we recycle everything. Uh huh. But I mean that's a lot of boxes, dude. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff going into the recycling bin. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's a it's a great idea for the for the environment.
1: No, I'm sure it isn't. But I mean, what are you gonna do? That's another thing, man. God. (laughs) We need our packages, man. We do. We do. You know? But but the DoorDash thing in particular, like I said, it's like fueling. There's got to be studies pretty soon. Like, it's going to fuel, like, our obesity epidemic in this country because it just makes over-consuming, like, so much easier than it used to be. Like, before you had to, like, get your lazy ass out the fucking house and into your car and, like, go somewhere to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I just push a button. That shit comes to you. (laughs) That is not good for us, man. Like we, we, like, dude, I'm definitely. I think I can categorize myself as a food addict for sure. Really, dude, I
0: fucking love food. See, I'm it's, the exact opposite. I know. I, I freaking hate food. I'm sick and tired of eating every, you know, four hours. Yeah, you could eat that matrix sludge if you, if, oh, it, was, I could. if it existed. Yeah, like, for sure. Like a little, and then there is full of nutrients. There is soiling. sort of this, yeah, soilent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there is sort of like a matrix sludge, but I mean. Not me, dude. I I get joy and pleasure out of like t- tasting. I mean, I I awesome do too. Shit. I mean, I like I like to eat. You know, good tasting food: fajitas, pizza, hamburgers. I like all that. Yeah. But I rather fuel my body than just to eat food. Yes. Yeah. That's. But that's just me. That's just you. But the problem is, it's just so. so... And, and what I do is I meal prep on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for almost three years now. Basically, eating the exact same thing. For three years. Now, sometimes I, I interchange the meat from pork, pork loin, to chicken. Um I've had fish, you know, for, for a couple of weeks. But to me, like, it, it and it tastes great. I mean, I fucking, it tastes really good. Yeah. But it's the same thing every day. And I just eat it in like 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm off doing whatever I need to do. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And then once a week, maybe twice a week, I eat like turkey burgers or... You know, something random like fajitas like we had that other week.
1: Dude, but that was like and that then, was like you're
0: once in a... S- dude, true.
1: But it's <laughs> like six month meal.
0: I don't even feel bad for eating bad food. Yeah, I know, because right? the
1: majority of the shit you eat is exactly. like good for you. Yeah. Healthy.
0: See, I think that's a healthier way to live. Just because you can eat. You can go to Burger King, right? You can go and eat fucking pizza. You can do you can <laughs> do those things without like any regret. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not doing it more than once a week. That's the thing.
1: But that That's what I'm saying. It's like the ease of access to it is, is going to create a problem to people who don't have the kind of willpower discipline that you have. I don't know what it is about you. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I, I think generally I don't like food that much. Yeah. Like I just simply, like it tastes good. It tastes as good as anyone else tastes like a cookie or cake. It tastes equally as good, but in my brain it's like for the few seconds of joy that you get from eating a piece of cake – it's not worth the damage it actually causes in the mm-hmm. long term, yeah, and so, like I rationalize not eating cookies and all that stuff, yeah, see so you're not addicted to food that's the yeah. My, yeah
1: you're you're using food the way it's intended to be, but the problem yeah. is with with an actual food addict, I don't think a lot of people i don't know it has, it, has, don't it obviously s- has the same chemical reactions in your brain as like a drug does yeah for sure it's like as far as dopamine and the feedback effect of like you're you're doing something enjoyable so it gives you like a little shot of happiness right
0: you know i think um i think what it what contributes to like the good food and constantly eating good food is there's there's like you're saying that addiction but if you if you literally stop eating it and it's it'll be hard but if you stop eating it for two weeks straight yeah you will not even want to eat pizza. You will not want this stuff anymore. It's yeah. it is weird. Like I remember when I grew up as a kid, we would go to Burger King every week, and 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 every week I wanted Burger King. And throughout the the week, we would eat like chicken nuggets or fried stuff, whatever we bought from the grocery store. It's just like yeah. regular kid food, right? Yeah. But there was a point, I think, in uh, maybe in high, I don't know, high school, college, where I just stopped eating that trash. And I, and then I just didn't want it anymore. Like, I, there was, like, this no desire to eat unhealthy food at all. Well, I think you probably just became more health conscious. Obviously. But what I'm saying is there, I think there's a chemical influence. 100% there is. That yeah. if you just stop eating unhealthy food, you will literally not want to eat unhealthy food.
1: Well, it's like breaking of a drug habit. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Yeah. You know, you got to go through, like, a rehab a process. Yeah, you got to maintain... I mean obviously there's no like serious I don't think there's like uh, some serious uh withdrawal effects from food like I don't I drugs. don't think so
0: either. I think there's th- the only withdrawal that you're going to feel is like the want of pizza. Yeah. The, like you're going to want it. Like you'll be like
1: miserable but it's not going to like kill you like if certain drugs if you're addicted to and you just go cold turkey
0: on them they can actually kill you. And and I still have I still have those those wants and desires too. Like but that's only happens when I'm very hungry yeah like if I haven't eaten in over six hours, then I will eat like if I find a cookie, I'll eat it mm-hmm. right and but if 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 you if you eat like the healthy food you're not you're not gonna be wanting that cookie, you're not gonna be wanting like this other stuff, yeah, so if you just feed your body the the fuel that it needs, you're not gonna be thinking about like you know unhealthy food,
1: yeah, like fuck me, man, I don't know this is just more. Where we're just separating from our natural state again. Yeah, it, it is it's weird. It's just too much. Obviously, like the whole purpose of like capitalism and the way our society is structured is the way businesses operate. is operated. The goal essentially is to make human lives more and more convenient and easier. Yeah. And what are you looking up?
0: No, I was going to go to the next okay. topic here. Ooh, land.
1: But yeah. This is, I, I don't know. I got nothing against DoorDash or Uber or anything like. This. It's just, just fucking, A, man! Like, when do we stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think at the, what's the end game? Like, where we all just like plugged into our VR machines, like with tubes, yeah, connected to us, and we don't even exist. Well, what well, a what a segue to,
0: <laughs> to Decentraland. Well, we were really talking about it because the 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 the, the car that's gonna be delivering the the food to you is it's not gonna be from a human.
1: No, it well, won't. Of
0: course not. Like, and that's, that's the thing is like, these companies will be successful and they'll be delivering car, delivering food throughout the city. And, but there is only going to be like a handful of employees running that company. Yeah. Like you're going to have more mechanics in that company than there are people, you know, in, in the offices of that company.
1: So yeah, the big thing, the big job of the future is going to be maintenance. Mm -hmm. You got to maintain all these machines. Yep. Technicians. Yeah. Yeah, so if you got kids in school right now, <laughs> yeah. lead them to that direction, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't think you can automate fixing a vehicle.
1: Mm, I, I don't mean, you, see why not.
0: You could, but it's not in the near-term no. type of, you know, AI.
1: I mean, just, like, logistically, all it is is, like, identifying a problem and yeah like fixing it. Like, there's no reason why a computer can't do that.
0: No, that's true. They just have
1: to get to that point. Yeah, that's true. What are
0: you bringing up? The land? Yeah, we're trying to go to our piece of okay. ownership. Shit. It is. It is extremely slow, dude. dude we're gonna
1: buy a new computer, man.
0: Shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, up until this, the central land. Yeah, my computer has been perfectly yeah. fine, well, per- perfectly capable. Because
1: you don't game and stuff. You never That's had. True. You never had like an actual stress test on your computer.
0: That's true.
1: Video games is like the ultimate stress test. It like, is. If you're trying to play like new shit. This is Unity game engine, which is like, dude, yeah, I had to buy a new computer because there's another game called Rust, which is built on the same game engine. Like I could never play it. even though I really wanted to (laughs) because the engine was just too much for my computer to handle. So
0: I understand why your computer is like freaking out.
1: (laughs) This is a tough engine to run.
0: So let's redo this. So, yeah, I mean, Oscar has been adding a lot of stuff to Decentraland. So he had a leaderboard. And uh, have you have you seen it? Oh, I guess you can't get in, really.
1: Yeah, man. I wish I could, like, whenever I wanted to. Yeah. Like, it's been a few times where I try to log in, and then, like, I hope that Oscar hits me up with that code, but he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just get left at the loading screen, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the thing that we want to create with Decentraland, or our parcel, is we want to make it kind of ridiculous. We want, like, fireworks show. We want dragons flying around. We want, like... A uh, you know a crazy show in our parcel just because first of all any landowner in Decentraland Land can can start making money using you know what we what we build here and so what we're looking to do is franchise these games and have other landowners host our games and if um, and then we'll share the revenue and so if you're a landowner you'll deploy one of our games and then we'll split the revenue fifty fifty with uh, the owner of the land. And then if, let's say, a player who plays this game and ends up winning the lottery pot of, of the, the day and the month, whoever wins, but they win from your land, you'll get to split some of those winnings to the landowner.
1: But let me ask you this question that, in my, in my mind, it, I think is, like, the biggest barrier. Like, if you're creating this, uh, basically all, all the games on our already existing land, and then you're you're opening up uh these same games for other properties well, why would people not just all come to our land to play that same game why why would
0: why would some other landowner benefit from hosting our well here's identical a game let's say let's say you're a landowner that doesn't have access to developers and yeah, you, you got see, nothing you got, got vacant nothing. land uh-huh and you see the block runner with the ability to host one of the games that can make you passive income.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's a game that's already running on...
0: On some other land. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why you would want to do that is because you can shill your own land, you know, on 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 the internet, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can shill to, to have people go to your land and play this game. Okay. And so if you shill them to go to your land, those people may not necessarily know that that game also exists in other, other parts of Decentraland. And so what that does is you have a us as the block runner who's developing this this game software we have we have instilled the ability for others to shill the same game that we've created mm-hmm. and so we have more people shilling our game um versus us just trying to do it everywhere i guess it
1: really depends on like which is something we don't know yet is how much foot traffic is going to be going around on this thing like how many people are going to spawn into decentraland and literally just roam the streets by foot because apparently you can fly and we know you can teleport. Well,
0: so so I've been part of the beta for the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and along with Oscar mm-hmm. and what happens is when you jump into the game, you already have a desired destination you want to go to. There's already a coordinate that you want to go to. So you're you never spawn into the game and you're just roaming around aimlessly. Like that doesn't really happen too often. Now if if you you and I decide to play Decentraland like on while we're recording, yeah, we'll probably just run around randomly to different locations. But that's that's the intent of that that playthrough. Mm-hmm. But when you typically when you load into Decentraland, you already have a desired destination. You already have coordinates that you, you want to visit, so you just well that's, teleport there and that's it. That's from your perspective though, because you're that's a true beta
1: tester, and you're you're given these coordinates for like these stress test events. True. Like, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who, like, just referred a friend. Like, bro, like, whenever this thing is open is what I'm saying. Like, open beta. Yeah. Be like, hey, man, come check out this Decentraland thing. All they're going to give them is, like, a link. Right. Right? They're not going to give them coordinates. They're going to give them, like, a link to Decentraland. They're going to spawn a central plaza. Yeah. Then what do you think they're going to do? They're going to start exploring, I think, by foot, right? Yeah. Hopefully that's what happens because I have land on the main street, you know, near the central plaza. That's kind of like the – that's – that's the whole structure of value in in the land itself. It, you're, the, the closer you are to the center, the higher the value of the property. Because mm-hmm. you're assuming like newcomers, yeah. At some point, once they discover what they want to go to, they're gonna write down these coordinates, I guess. Like save this location, yeah, like onto their profile or something, yeah. Then whenever they log
0: on again, they could just go straight to wherever the fuck they like. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and the, the idea is that once you're able to host these games, you can change either um, like the, the way that it looks. You don't have to deploy all the games <laughs> that we have to offer. Like one parcel lands can support only a certain amount of games versus if you have a two by two parcel, yeah. then you can, you can deploy different types of games. So it just depends. I mean, right now, what I'm seeing in Decentraland is not a whole lot of interactivity. And so sure. we wanna we wanna create that interactivity in different parts of Decentraland. Yeah. And so we're allowing others to deploy our games on their land, so they can share some of the revenue. And I don't know why it's taken taken a while. I don't know. This this thing might not load, man.
1: Is there ever like a case where I think there is? It's hard to say because we only have one game right now. But I guess the goal is to have about four or five, right? Because we had a five story mm-hmm. structure yeah. out there. So there's plenty of uh, real estate remaining to expand on already. Yeah. The way I view these games is like essentially you're creating like pinball machines in a way. Like each game represents like a specific pinball machine or like an arcade type game. And what you're going to do is like distribute them around the central land just like a, like a pinball manufacturer would. Yeah. You know, they're like they're everywhere. Yeah. Like there's there's pinball machines in CCs. That's right. There's pinball machines that... Movie theater or something like that, you know, and they're the exact same ones, exact same games, yep. but in different locations because obviously you can't teleport in real life to go play these motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what I, that's how I kind of relate it to.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good analogy.
1: Yeah, so it makes sense. Like again, if if I I really wish you couldn't fly in this thing, man. I don't know. I don't agree with that whole flying. Um,
0: just well, be- there's there's even there's there's ways that we can control like. The fact that the ability to fly won't affect our games.
1: Oh no, but I I just mean from like a world perspective. Oh, I see. I agree with that. I don't think you should be able to fly. I mean Yeah, I, I get the idea of like trying to make this thing like a wonderland, you know, like like you said, you don't want it to be our our you know our land to be like geared towards realism. You yeah. You want it to be like the opposite, just like fantasy, like ridiculousness. Yes. yes. Like what you know, it's a, it's a, it's a virtual world. Why not get fucking like crazy
0: with Ready it? Ready Player One? There's yeah. nothing but ridiculousness in that mm-hmm. in that scenario.
1: It's true, but uh, yeah. But flying, I think, it's just gonna it's gonna limit the effect of like exploration. I feel like I mean, it's gonna make it nice because you can get it from point A to point B a lot quicker. But you're gonna miss out on the whole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're gonna miss out on the a lot. Well, <laughs> you're just gonna fly over everything essentially.
0: Yeah and and you can't really see far into the game. So um flying it may not even benefit you that much. And take it takes a little while to load everything too. Yeah. Well, and flying is not like a for sure thing is it? I think we're still I don't think it's a for sure thing either.
1: Okay, let's hope it doesn't get recommended.
0: Having some technical issues? Yeah, I'm surprised that this is taking this long. I mean, like I don't understand. I wasn't struggling like this um earlier probably because you got like so much
1: shit running in your computer now it's po- it's possible the camera everything else <sighs> well what were you about to pull up
0: um our our land oh let's give like an updated yeah okay
1: Damn. i wish i could do it i know it'll run fine on my computer
0: yeah the only thing we just got to get you the software to record your screen and then we can do that yeah so right now i'm trying it with uh chrome i'm trying to load the game on chrome browser because I, I normally do it on the Brave browser, and so I want to see if the browser really affects mm. the difference on, on the game itself.
1: But the game, so we, have you we ever talked about the game on the podcast? Not really, right?
0: Yeah, we've talked about it. Have we? Oh yeah, we fucking had
1: a podcast like last week about yeah. it. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We launched it on this bitch. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> How do I forget that? Yeah. But it, yeah, it's grown a lot since then. A lot. Literally, like it's fucking, it's a five-story tower now. And I saw Maddie's tweet talking about he wants more like people to take advantage of the height of their properties, right? Yeah, I saw that. He yeah. said something about like is the views you can get from it. Oh, here we go. We're in. Yeah. So obviously all this green shit, you probably won't see. This is just your process or graphics processor trying to process it?
0: I don't think it's necessarily processing. I think it's loading.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying, if you have like a pretty good computer, this one would be happening, right?
0: I don't know. (laughs) I I honestly (laughs) don't know because it could be the the servers from Decentraland just taking a while to to load. Shit. Let me hop in there with you. Yeah. Already, connection
1: was interrupted. Oh nope, there it goes.
0: Yeah, just type in uh my email. Yeah,
1: code. Don't bother, Oscar. All the fucking time. But, yeah, man, I can't wait this shit till this is open, Essential Land. I like yeah, it like, too because <laughs> I like just, this game jam that they're doing. Like, they really do a good job of
0: incentivizing creation, you
1: know, with all their contests and stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. So, what's cool is if you can hear, there's two different songs playing in, in uh, our parcel. Yeah. And that's because this guy has a song that's playing and then we have our own song that's playing. So, you can actually turn off our song. Just by clicking on this little interface here. And, uh, and then go back into playing. So the good thing is is this song only lasts one, one iteration. Yeah, it doesn't loop like ours. Yeah, it doesn't. But... And so look at this, dude. I'm leading. Oh, you fuck, dude. 19 hours ago, man.
1: Who the hell only got one, dude, you suck. <laughs> I like did
0: one and bailed. Yeah.
1: So there's there's people playing. Mm-hmm. There's four people.
0: Yeah, there's four different people. But actually the guest numbers change every time. Cause I I was a different guest number, I think. I can really? check right now. Let's see if I'm still five twenty nine here. Nope. Nope. Uh oh. But I remember this. So I'm I'm usually let's actually try it this guest thing this is just because
1: it's eventually it's supposed to be like your unique name right it eventually yeah. it'll be
0: the the handle yeah man it's still it's definitely my computer dude
1: oh yeah i know it is 100
0: are you in it or what's what's up I'm with stuck on
1: the loading screen
0: essentially so let me talk about let me refresh let, let me talk about what we're doing here so okay hold on before you do that can you give me your oh yeah it's a will at TheBlockRender.com.
1: dot com. Code me
0: fifty four thirty
1: eight. All right, let me compare mine to yours. Well, yeah, what were we gonna say? What were we gonna say?
0: Um, so right now the the game is free uh, during the beta, but the idea is that once once you start playing, that this mana that that it costs to play the game will allow you to rank up in the leaderboard. And yeah. so once you rank up in the leaderboard, you can be one of potentially the winners of the daily pot. And so a percentage of that money will go into a pot for the day and another percentage will go into a pot for the month. And so what we're what we're looking at into doing is that even if there's other landowners who have deployed our block runner games, like for example here, like if you scan this um, if you scan this, this will take you directly to our website. But uh, <clears throat> even even those landowners who have deployed our games, they would also participate in the the global leaderboard um, of of Decentraland. Yeah. So the winner for the daily pie would earn would win some of the earnings of the game, and then the monthly the same as well. And so but for the monthly, I think we're gonna have like a tournament of let's say the top three scorers in the leaderboard for the monthly would have a a tournament and we'll host a tournament right here in, in our plot of land to see who can outlast the other three. And so of course that'll be like a whole De- decentraland event and we'll have a bunch of people just like watching and so you'll be able to go onto the onto a higher floor here to watch who wins this battle of the monthly games. Mm-hmm. So, no
1: <coughs> axing the lottery idea or what the tickets. Well, the
0: the, the so so yeah, we don't want to do a lottery, we don't want some random winner. We want to encourage like a community. Mm-hmm. And so we want to to host uh like a tournament here for the top 3 players of the month.
1: Top 3 players of the month.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we want to make this more like a community thing rather than some random winner, you know. Yeah, and so as you can see here, we have multiple floors um, for our piece of land, and the idea here is to put in more games. So we have more games in development. That's why we have several pieces of land here, or several heights. And then on the top floor, on the top floor, we have a special guest. Oh yeah,
1: this runs way smoother, Mike. My... Uh, have you made it to the top yet? <laughs> have you made it to the top? I'm on my way. I think I'm gonna lap you though. Uh, there it is, dude. Okay, see I, that never shows up on my computer. Oh, it doesn't? No. Let me see. I'm on my way oh, up. Well, that's there. weird. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> dude, our about PC versus Mac.
0: Our global leader, Elon Musk. The global leader. He's on the top floor.
1: Come on, almost did. You almost fell off. Yeah, we definitely Oh, there you are. Else. Yeah, dude. It's just a gray wall. God damn it. Oh, that sucks. you see it. Yeah, dude. My shit doesn't work. It
0: doesn't <laughs> render. Nice I wonder why that is Wait, I don't even see you. You don't see me,
1: no, crap
0: Ooh, what the? oh, that's because we're we're using the same name, I guess, but you can see me, yeah, that's true,
1: very odd, okay, well, Decentraland has some things to work on, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, I like the structure that Oscar made. It's pretty cool, so how is it on your computer? It's like smooth, oh yeah, let me see yours, oh yeah, way smoother than that, and the colors are more vibrant too, are they really? Yeah, they like pop out more
0: on mine. Dude, I definitely have like a way better graphics card than you. But you can't even see a JPEG, dude. <laughs> I don't
1: know what that's about. There's there's something wrong with this. Hold on, show me show me your laptop.
0: Yeah, I was just blank. That's weird.
1: Yeah. How, how do I get closer? Let's see. Yeah, dude. Just
0: blank. Yeah, and I don't even I don't even see myself on your computer. Yeah. Yep. But that's the that's the interesting thing about what we're doing with this, this particular plot of land is that Oscar being uh like a really good developer, he's able to create these uh the ability to have other landowners deploy our games over there. Because I mean Decentraland is pretty big. Unless Baby. unless you know like the coordinates of something, you're not you're not gonna stumble upon something as cool as this. And so if we have landowners deploying our land in other places in Decentraland, the better for the landowner and the better for us. Plus, who wouldn't want to share revenue on something like this?
1: Well, yeah, if it's somebody who has like literally no idea what to do, your only other option at this point is uh, hire a developer. Well, yeah, that's 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 true. That's another option. You got to spend a lot of money on that, right? Yeah. Already stepped out of bounds. Uh, or you could just upload some type of scene or something from the scene pool that eventually is going to exist for Decentraland. Oh shit! What
0: crashed? Yeah, it crashed. Well, I'm going to send that to uh, the developers. I don't know, I
1: don't know what they're going to do about that, dude. Well. You well, you just going to let them know what happened? Yeah. game crashed on me.
0: But it could be, man. I have so much shit running on my <laughs> computer. Yeah,
1: man. If we're going to fucking make DCL videos, you got to upgrade. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is, is going to be our bread and butter one day. Yeah. I really like it, man. Like. I did too. There's I, a contest.
0: What's it called? The Game Jam. It's called the Game Jam on September 16th. It's so um, coming up in like 3 or 4 weeks. There's basically. there's going to be a link in the description where anyone who wants to create something for Decentraland during the Game Jam um will get 200 mana. So, yeah, I guess using if you, that if, link. You,
1: if you watch this video, yeah, I guess we'll have like a segment of this podcast on the our YouTube channel about Decentraland. Yeah. And like if if you're like a game developer and you don't know how to get into this um essential land like any if you don't know anything about crypto or anything like that but you're you're a game developer mm-hmm. you have the talent then yeah. what they should come to our discord channel or something like that yeah go ask through. ask Oscar some questions cuz Oscar knows a lot about this shit yeah and, and he's somebody's already done that and he's he's you know he's willing to help yep. like somebody who's working on a project and
0: they they they
1: came across a barrier you know so.
0: yeah we we uh so yeah join the discord um, ask us some questions on how to get started and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, use our link. Submit a project to uh, the game jam, and then you'll have 200 mana um, just for doing that. Just for submitting a project. Just for submitting a project, and cool. and let me pull up the website here so we can show the prizes for. Yeah, this there's game actually jam. decent. There's actually some pretty good. Uh, the fact that they're giving away land, land, and like twenty one thousand dollars worth of mana. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of money.
1: That's not chump. Chump, dude. Yeah. Like the land again, like I think the cheapest land you can get acquire is like eight hundred to a thousand dollars just right. on the first single parcel. These aren't like pussy prizes. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're actually pretty impressive. Yeah. To me, land is like more valuable than the money in yeah. a way. Because I, I mean, the way I think of it, dude, is, is as as long as this uh platform continues to grow and it attracts more and more developers and like once people start landowners start making money with their games or whatever the hell they have on their land it's only going to increase the uh, the market value of everyone's land yeah yeah I for think. sure
0: it's i like, think it's we, like
1: starting a new city man
0: yeah like, i want to see some more interactivity i don't want to see like scenes i don't want to see scenes anymore like yeah. there's w- w- what are you w- what are you telling people to do in these scenes like that's like, yeah there's got to be some more interactivity I, and and i'll and i'll tell decentraland too like they need to figure out ways to encourage like custom development, custom resources that other other game game uh, game or landowners can use. Like for example, if we build this this thing where we can we can have landowners host our games, well, we take that code and make it available for other Decentraland developers, and and then they can build stuff that allow other landowners to either monetize or do something with their land.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think, like, we haven't even seen, like, a little bit of what is eventually going to be deployed. I think, like, a good test will be once this thing goes open, like, open beta, then we'll, I think we'll know, like, what's uh, what's truly out there or what's truly being worked on right now, you know? I don't think, like, in this world right now, not even, like, 5% of, like, shit has been deployed.
0: I yeah. Like. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I do feel like we're going to see some custom stuff
1: Yeah, like uh, the interactivity you say is missing. I think it's being worked on, but it's just not deployed yet. Yeah, I think we'll be satisfied once the open beta shows up. Yeah, I totally agree.
0: So so here are the the rewards that you get for winning this this game jam. And so first place is 350,000 mana, which is roughly $21,000, plus you get to win land. Second place is 200,000 mana, which is roughly $12,000, plus land. Third place is 100000 That's roughly $6,000 plus land. And then there's prizes for fourth through tenth place at 50,000 mana and eleventh place through 20th, 25,000 mana. Yeah,
1: and the, and the fact... Wait, hold on. A thousand mana plus land per qualifying scene. Yeah, the fact that they're giving land to everybody is awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Which land are they giving out? Well, exactly. Nobody knows, right? Yeah. But to me, I don't care. <laughs> if you, if I get more land anywhere and Decentraland is fucking awesome. You know, every every parcel is valuable. You know, you can erect anything on any parcel, even if it's like in the in the
0: corner of the world, you know, people can still teleport there. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: So everything's valuable, man.
0: So and there's obviously resources here on Decentraland.org that you can kind of leverage, but the I think the rules are you have you have to use the SDK six point three. And in conjunction with their builder, which can contribute to making, like, something custom.
1: What is that? Faces. Oh, jam the
0: judges? judges? Meet the decentralized Game Jam. Cool. Game Jam creative educators.
1: Sounds good. See right there. I'm a game developer, but I don't know much about blockchain. If you're one of those people listening, come to our Discord. Yes. And I absolutely. guess you can could, you could
0: find that in the description. <laughs> Yeah, just know that sure. the 3D scenes you build will be tied to one of several tokens on the blockchain. And so essentially anything that you build will be tied to a token on the blockchain. And that scene that you build for your land as a developer, that's owned by you, right? So it's not like a game asset that can just be replicated and copied. Say, and so, so What do you mean? Is, so just like for, for the developer that doesn't know a whole lot about blockchain, yeah, like you're building assets that you own Digitally. So what's the asset in this case for the blockrunner game? The whole thing? The code. The code would be the asset.
1: So like they wrap the whole code. Like the code is what Oscar created separately Mm -hmm. on his own. I don't know how code it made, but he did it on his own. Yeah. And then I gave him access to my, I gave him permission to, I guess, uh, you know, do whatever he wants on my land. And all he did was like copy and paste all that code into there. Uh
0: um, how it works? I think through the software development kit, like you can take that code and that code is either hosted or ran by the server that's that has the game and so something like that it's basically the 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 code that we've that Oscar developed for our game is is only available to where it's deployed, yeah, and so if someone else decides to deploy it and share the revenue, well, that ge- that exact game would exist on that parcel, too. But it's not like even the Decentraland developers can go and replicate our game. I mean, they can go and look at it and try to copy it, but they can't go and use the code. right? It's not that simple. They can't? No, they can't. <laughs> And part of that code is hosted on our own back end. Like, for example, the leaderboard, we're hosting that and we're displaying it on Decentraland. Mm. And so even if you could copy it, like the game won't even work because a lot of the functionality within our game is being hosted on our back end that we are paying for, that we are maintaining. And so that's sort of another benefit for the landowners, too, because if we're hosting the back end, then, you know, they'll have the same functionalities that we do on our land, but they don't really have to do all the work that we did yeah so yeah the the game jam starts September sixteenth through the thirtieth and submit your most creative interactive scenes and win up to two and a half million mana two hundred lands so total equivalent prizes like two hundred and seventy five thousand
1: yeah I wish we could be a judge on this that way we could record it
0: well, we can't be judge yeah, we are we're participating we're participating yeah
1: um wonder how this is gonna go down like any type of live stream or something
0: or yeah that's that's a good question.
1: Yeah, that way we could see like each one one by one, right? Like, so how are they gonna present this?
2: (laughs) That was (laughs) curious.
0: So all, all these, I think they won the previous like hackathon. Oh, that was cool. Mhm.
1: I like that too.
0: So yeah, that was just a little teaser.
1: Yeah, that was to get you like hyped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hyped.
0: I'm hyped as fuck, dude. Yeah, dude.
1: I wanna, I wanna see it though. Like, like, um, I don't know. You know. I
0: remember, I remember we were, we knew about Decentraland during the last hackathon, but we didn't. We did decided not to submit anything just because. I don't know what it was. We were still learning about it. We we're still trying to figure it out. And Oscar was barely learning about it too. And so he wasn't really that much available mm-hmm. like he is now. But but yeah, I mean, all those won some some mana and we want others to do it too. We'll do our own judging
1: separately, I guess. If if they upload all the contestant winners after the fact, and I guess we can go through them one by one and mm-hmm. kinda like give our opinion on it and make a video that way. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a plan to me. Hell yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I think that um, it covers the central land a little bit. Yeah, but like anything else going on in crypto, yeah, man, Bitcoin's just trading sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's it
0: was, been it, it's been hovering between ninety five hundred and like ten thousand four hundred for the last couple of days. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's a lot of shit going on in like uh, the macroeconomic world as far as trade wars and. Inverting yield curves and all that stuff. So there's a lot of panic going on in yeah. the traditional markets, but
0: again, there's, there's a lot of people talking about it. Like, there's they're expecting a downturn in the economy. There's going to be a recession. Yeah. So again, like we've said previously on this podcast, like
1: Bitcoin better be ready, man. If they really want to make that store value use case, they get they got their
0: one shot here coming up pretty soon. That's true. You know what I mean. This is this will be the first time we see Bitcoin operating through a recession. Yeah. And so. The volatility at this point, nobody knows what's going to happen. And I think what there's some good
1: signs for the potential of it with this. A lot of the purchasing uh, recently during Bitcoin's recent run-up is coming from China. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not necessarily like new. Like China's always been like heavily involved in the purchasing of Bitcoin, but recently
0: I think it's ramped
1: up, and a lot of it, I guess, speculation is that it's due to the trade war concern. So.
0: did you hear about Bitcoin's dominance actually being closer to 90%?
1: No. I know right now it's
0: a 70%, right? It's a 70% according to coin market cap, but yeah. what they did was if uh you just take the the vol- the trading volume of all the cryptocurrency and you compare it to the other volumes of the other cryptos? Yeah. Bitcoin's doing over 90% of like the actual volume trading of trading, yeah. Yeah, so so, well, it says, so. alts are dead. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> for sure. It says, using trading volume as a simple indicator of liquidity, with the concession that a sophisticated measure could be constru- constructed for more granular results, Arcane Research recalculated the volume-weighted market capitalization of the cryptocurrency market. Its findings point to a new figure of more than 90% for Bitcoin, which is 20% higher than other estimates, which is coin market cap.
1: Yeah, man. This is, if you're in altcoins right now, this is tough times, dude. It is. This is painful to watch, to live through, man. It's, it feels like the pain is never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> but just hold on tight, you know. Your day will come. <laughs> <If> yeah, we <it> are <laughs> an altcoin bag holder, hopefully you're holding on to the right ones. But I think once these altcoins, you know, recover, I don't think it matters what you're holding on to, honestly. You know, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think probably, at the end of the day it doesn't matter. Once it actually catches back up, I don't know what it's gonna take. It's gonna take. Uh, I think yeah. Once
0: we break that twenty thousand dollar barrier, for sure, like altcoins. Well, will get. it's like um, in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. No, was it no twenty seventeen when it broke the all time high, which was like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, there was no there was no altcoin action. Not until it got to twenty k, dude.
1: Nah, dude, there's still a ton of altcoin shit. Like, you know, Ethereum was an altcoin. It freaking exploded.
0: NEO. Dude, there's a lot No, of no, no. It exploded after it got to 20,000. That's what I'm saying. Nah,
1: man. Well, it, they, they there's there's still altcoin activity. It, I mean, the whole ICO phase happened before 20,000, you know? There was a ton... That's true. That's yeah, true. there was a ton of alt activity, dude. But... See, yeah, I wasn't around so, before that 1,200 point, but
0: yeah so you're saying that once it reaches twenty thousand that's when we'll see some activity well that uh, to me that's like the clear indicator like we're in a legitimate bullish yeah like yeah for sure I mean you break the all time high at twenty thousand, yeah. which is like was ridiculous mm-hmm. you know just a few years ago, so you break that and
1: nobody nobody knows where the new high point's gonna be, so that that's gonna introduce a lot more liquidity to the market. I feel like yeah fomo' we're set to build again, and then people will have. So much crypto money they don't know what to do with. Yeah, they'll start reinvesting it into alts.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. No, I agree. I agree. It's just when is that going to happen? Yeah, that's that's really where the question is. Mm-hmm. And so we had Matic here go up to what almost double its all time low. Yeah, one sixty. Yep.
1: Just keep on holding, boys and girls. Yeah. Don't lose faith. You know, Big Daddy Bitcoin's like wrecking all our fun, but. <laughs> At least it's holding strong. Without it, it everything would be fucked anyway, so we just gotta let Bitcoin run its course and then yeah, we can start to have fun with altcoins again. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think uh I think I think you're right. It's just a matter of
1: Oh yeah, and then Patrick Byrne apparently like is about to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happened to that guy, but he like went on the news a couple of days ago talking about how he's like dated some chick who was like a Russian spy or something. Oh yeah, dude. It was crazy. I was trying to make sense of that interview, but I really couldn't because he was like going so many different directions with it. It was crazy. But the reason why it's relevant is cuz he's the CEO of T0, and he has like a bunch of different other crypto projects that he's like the head guy for. Yeah. You know? But he's also the CEO of Overstock or he was until he stepped down. But
0: <sighs> yeah, he stepped down and and now he was like in this uh this scandal a uh, whistleblower scandal?
1: Yeah, something about how he's, like, tied to some type of Russian espionage case or something. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But hopefully he was okay. Hopefully he doesn't get Epstein'd.
0: Oh, yeah, that's scary, dude.
1: Yeah, everyone's saying the reason why he went out publicly is to protect himself in that case. Like, if he does die, everyone's going to know, you know, why. But yeah. He'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's root for him. Because, yeah, he's trying his best to push crypto forward for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, for a couple of years he was talking about leaving overstock to do crypto full time and now he finally did it.
1: And they was like one of the only retailers who accepted crypto. Yeah. Like I said, I bought all my furniture from them with Bitcoin. That's true, that's true. So he's a believer. Yeah. T Zero, man, security token exchange. I think they're about to open their platform to like the public. Before it was just credited investors could trade on there, but now anybody. Yeah. We need to fucking go on there one day.
0: Yeah. So so anybody can go on there, right? No,
1: I don't know if it's if it's implemented yet, but he said coming up soon. Right, anybody. It's gonna be an open exchange.
0: So Oscar said that he changed the orientation of the leaderboard, but I don't see it. I mean, because what I told them, oh, there is that. Is that you or is that him? Yes, yeah, me. Okay,
1: that's cool. You can see me now. Well, let me jump around. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, uh, the leaderboard used to be behind the black. Oh, it's still there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because he, he showed a picture of. I guess he hasn't deployed it yet, but basically, I want the leaderboard to be as big as possible. Uh huh. And because I want, like, nothing to be practical, right? I want shit to look weird. <laughs> like, how weird? Like, extremely weird.
1: <laughs>
0: like, right now, this uh, leaderboard is practical, right? It's, like, within the game, but I want it to be huge. Well, where like, like for example, I told him that I want the leaderboard to be the same height as this tower, to be just gigantic.
1: That's gonna look ugly, I think.
0: Even if it looks ugly, it's fine. <laughs> as long as it's crazy, okay. And, and plus, you want you want people to know it's like, hey, if you're a landowner, you can deploy this exact same thing on your land and start making some passive income. Dude, we should have it like
1: just. Like, go in circles around the property.
0: That's that's exactly what I told him. Was like I wanted to revolve around the property. Yeah,
1: that'd be pretty cool. The problem is like the property's built out to like the very edges of it. They're just like, you can't do that.
0: So You're I want on, like this tower. I mean, so it's okay. It can clip through it. Like it will just like go right through it. Hmm. But interesting. But the idea is, is that you kind of pull pull out here, and Or when you're approaching the game, like, you can see, like, oh, shit, there's a leaderboard. Like, you can see that from, like, far away.
1: Yeah, right now it's definitely hidden for sure. You got to, like, fanugle your way around this bitch to get to it. Yeah. To the back (laughs) behind the game itself. I mean, you could definitely make it better. Just put, like, maybe, like, a pole, giant pole all the way to the top with with the leaderboard on top. See, but
0: when you're you're saying pole, that's being practical. It doesn't even need a pole. It just floats there. That's true. And then eventually it'll be just revolving around the whole tower, so yeah, this is a this is like this is a good thing too, oh, so I just did those nine jumps just now, it. yeah,
1: see it says tickets, what are these tickets for
0: so those are the tickets that will be we we were gonna do like a lottery type of mechanic, yeah, but uh, I don't know if that makes sense we'll 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 see.
1: Well, the, the the difficulty is what uh, assigning the tickets or what? What's the problem? no? It's
0: not the not. It's not that it's difficult. We if you have a skill based game, and you have money involved, if it's skill based, it's not gambling. Yeah. So that's that's what we want to avoid.
1: Oh, so you think like a uh, hold on. So
0: if it's pure lottery, then it's it's actually gambling.
1: Is it a hundred percent? Yeah. Wow. Monthly pot. Yeah, that's like a big time gray area, because like, nobody's ever attempted that before. Yep. Think.
0: And so a couple of people that we want to bring on the podcast is uh, Poly- Polygonal Mind, at mm. Polygonal Mind on Twitter. So he's he's one of the guys who made the uh, a game in Decentraland, The Escape Room. And so we want to talk to them to see what, it, what his experience is and kind of like get his background and everything. And then another company I reached out to was Syndicator. And so we're trying to figure out when the best time is to, to get on a phone call and
1: ask some of the developers some questions. That sounds good to me, dude. I'm ready for all that. Let's do it. What's yeah, the guy's man. name? Polygonal Mind? Polygonal Mind, yep. What's that? polygon? It's like Polygon. I looked up his Twitter. He's like a he's a virtual reality artist or a creator. Yeah, VR. So there's there's tons to talk about about that. I think he probably has some work in VR chat. Dude, we really need to like play that game for perspective purposes.
0: Yeah, I agree. You
1: know what I mean? But yeah, dude. We're just gonna hop around here all day. Yeah, <laughs> but just yeah, like hopping.
0: No, I, I this this is cool though because. Uh, well, well, my favorite thing about it is, like it looks so drastically different than like surrounding areas, and, th- and that's well, that's yeah. what I like about it is like it's got to be ridiculous. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't so much. I don't so much like the uh, the
1: noise flooding from like separate, like imagine if every little parcel around you had a different song going
0: on. It's gonna well, I sound think, like sh- I think total. I think the way that they're, they're gonna. Get around that is you can only hear the song when you're standing inside the parcel. Exactly. That's how I want it to be.
1: If it stays like this, it's it's impossible. It's like,
0: and and I'll I'll show you how that's possible. Like when I'm standing outside, you don't see the heads up display. Exactly, yeah. And then when you stand inside, you see it. Yeah. So the same thing can happen with music.
2: Yeah.
1: I I really like our song, so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can hear this all day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's call it. So I guess make sure you go to our YouTube and uh and then click on the links if you're a developer so that way you can start getting on to Decentraland and and participating in the in the in the actual game jam.
2: Mhm.
1: And uh call to developers out there, man. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Make something, man. This is a this is a brand new world. It's like a blank canvas. But the thing is not everybody can afford land.
0: You know what I mean? Well, if you're like a budding artist, like how are you going to deploy your creations? Well, I think you can, I think the way they're going to do it is they're not going to deploy it on the actual land itself. It's just going to be like, hey, go to this link and... Oh, for the game jam. For the game jam, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to own land to develop anything for the central land. Um, but I guess there has to be some like parcel restrictions, like build a two by two versus... There should be like
1: a bidding bidding site for developers who, who are not landowners. Right, but they create games or whatever the fuck. Uh, oh, for content. landowners. Yeah. Like, they, like, and then they they post it on this place, and then landowners can So that's a good idea. Yeah. Let's do that. It's a good idea. All right, signing off. We're going to go
0: do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter, at TheBlockrunner.